0: It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast. We would love for you to like, share, and leave a review of our show. Subscribe on YouTube. Most importantly, help us spread the word about the great stories being shared on our show. Just wanted to mention this episode was recorded earlier. And as our audience grows, we just wanted to share some of the value from our earlier episodes. Holly Duckworth is a trailblazing keynote speaker and applied mindful leadership advisor. As a contributor to the New York Times, producer, host of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and columnist to countless industry publications, she works with stressed out leaders to create peace, presence, and profits. Holly's career began in the world of nonprofits and volunteer leadership, teaching thousands of association staff and volunteers how to reboot for success. Today, she takes the best of her strategic vision expertise, blends it with mindful leadership practices, and her event background to curate experiential events that change hearts, minds, and companies. Holly, I'm so thankful that uh, you're willing to jump on here. Uh, this is definitely the most impromptu uh, podcast conversation I've had, and so thanks for being willing to to jump on this Friday afternoon. <laughs>
1: Well, Robert, you know there are no accidents in life, right? Uh, it's all—it's all by perfect, perfect divine alignment. And uh, you know, it's—it's a—it's a busy world today, but I think it's really important in the practice of mindfulness to take time to be fully present with another person, and and give that gift to yourself, and give that gift to the other person. So I'm excited we can uh, share a little bit of that today with your listeners.
0: That's fantastic, thank you. So, could you just share a little bit about your journey of you know getting into entrepreneurship taking taking your own road <clears throat> to start your own business
1: well that's such a such a funny question I was recently i was speaking with my mother and I said if I ever wrote my own uh, biography you know what would the title be and and I, I said where well, I said I think it would be called trip fall and pick yourself up <laughs> <laughs> And um you know, I, I don't know if I if I actually said yes to the path of entrepreneurship more than uh, than no to. I, I just certainly didn't fit in, in corporate America. But um, I started my own business in 2010 as a meeting and event planning company. I come out of the hospitality and, and events industry. Uh, did that for a handful of years. Then went went on to uh, leadership and speaking. I'm the author of four books, and. Um, you'll be one of the first shows I announced this. I just recently founded the American Mindfulness Association to complement my work. So I'll have both a for-profit comp- for company and a nonprofit uh, leveraging all of my years' experience in associations and meetings and, and conferences and always connecting people.
0: That's fantastic. So so tell me a little bit more about this association. What's their what's their target and and aim?
1: Well, you know, my focus has really the last 10 years continued to grow and evolve and really deepen in the area of mindfulness. And I know this is a word that can be a little interesting for folks. So I'll just help you help your listener understand that when I speak to mindfulness, it's mindfulness is the secular and neuroscience based practice of being fully present in the moment. So kind of like the word Amazon. Remember Amazon used to be a place in the jungle and that's now changed to a place you buy things in the jungle online. Mindfulness is one of those words that has changed as well. And I'm really proud to found the American Mindfulness Association as the place for the professional advancement of mindfulness as a business practice.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. <clears throat> so how does, well, I guess, what has what been your most effective tools for building your audience?
1: Gosh, this is the second media interview today, and the answer is still the same. It's, (laughs) it's, it's personal, you know. And and you know, it's really, you know, Robert, you and I, we we've been been online, and it's sort of funny because you clearly felt like you had a personal relationship with me, even though we hadn't met yet one one on one in voice or phone. And we happen to live in the same state, but I think that that that's really the key right now is no matter how big social media gets or what platform you're on or any of those things, do you, do you genuinely care about the person you serve? You know, if you're an insurance professional, you know, do you genuinely care about that, that service that you provide? Are you a hairdresser? You know, that place of personal care and and conversation, mindfulness um, is never going to go away.
0: Absolutely not. I think, uh, from my point of view, all of us have been—we're created for for one purpose, and it's to help each other. It's to help other human beings. And when you can find your your passion and purpose aligned with helping other people, you know it either becomes the perfect job if you're doing it for somebody else, or it becomes the perfect pathway to owning your own business. And so, and
1: I, I love that, Robert. And actually, you gave me something to to kind of think about. In that is, um, you know, recording rocky summer certainly uh us and north america and and around the world and it's unfortunate i think we sometimes fall into a a belief pattern that we we help each other when times are tough and i think this is a really good with sadly the lengthening of this challenging experience for us to remember to help each other when things are good too i always always laugh and um this might not work, work exactly in this format but um I call myself an equal opportunity door holder.
0: Nice,
1: and and that sort of sort of sounds funny, but you know we do sort of have this society unwritten rule that in some places that you know a man holds the door for a woman and not the opposite, and that's one of the things I love to do. I love to hold doors open for people. I don't care if you're, you know, man, woman, purple, orange, green, believe in whatever. Like, can we just be humans and, and help each other out? And I think that this is a small example, but it's a really good seed for all of us to use as entrepreneurs that you never know who you're going to open that door for that, uh, that might reach out to you and say, be on my show.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. And, and I like that the mindful, you know, this idea of being present and just, you know, not, not ignoring the the roses or, you know, the things that are all around us that, that are obviously opportunities. Um, and so, so that's fantastic. So how, how did you develop your confidence as you transitioned from a company and serving people in a, an event kind of way to serving individuals in a coaching and consulting way?
1: Oh, I You know, I, the more that I am me, the more confident I am in, in me. Nice. I, uh, that's probably a lot of it. I surround myself with, you know positive, supportive people that I can go to on the rough days and I can go to on the, the celebratory days. Uh, that, that's really a key to, again, remember that we all have good days and bad days and, you know, a lot, oftentimes, Oh, Holly, you're so great on the stage. You're so confident, whatever. And, and what you don't know is I've probably been b- behind the green, the green screen going, I'm the right person at the right time with the right and perfect message. Just, you know, again, centering myself <laughs> that, uh, these are the right, the right tools, the right messages, the right time, and that the right people will hear them.
0: That's fantastic. So sounds like a a, a mantra for for going on stage. Are there other mantras that you've used for yourself for your personal growth?
1: Ah, uh, how long is your program? <laughs> uh, you know, I think the lesson in that is that uh, wherever you are, whatever industry you're in, is is find the words that that light your heart up and they may be the same sometimes and they may change sometimes. I mean, I certainly have post-it notes that are on my desk for for different things, you know, but that, that is one of my go-tos. I'm the right person at the right time with the right and perfect message. I think that can be translated to, to, to any industry. And you know, if you're a realtor, I'm, you know, I'm the right realtor at the right time with the right and perfect message or with the right and perfect home or the right and perfect mortgage or all, all of that. I, I think that, um, That's one of my favorites.
0: Absolutely, that's terrific. So you've spoken about mindfulness. How how can mindfulness be helpful in dealing with stress?
1: Well, I'm absolutely slammed with keynotes and conferences on this exact topic right now. And it's really um, acknowledging that our brains are hardwired to either push us to the past or pull us forward. And just like you go work a muscle, you work out, you might ride a bike or lift weights. You're, you're doing that to keep your body healthy. We have to do that same thing with our mind, to keep our mind in the present moment. And the more we can center ourselves in the present moment, we connect to our body and we're able to reduce stress. Uh, you know, just a, a simple, simple activity might be something you haven't done in a long time, but I always love to invite people to just take a minute and feel your feet on the ground, which might sound kind of funny, but just that awareness brings you back into the present moment, back into the whole, the whole, the whole feeling of your body, wherever it is that you are.
0: That's terrific. <clears throat> I like, uh, what you mentioned there, You're almost, a a meditation type, you know, being able to just think about your feet, being aware of, of your feet and, and what they're touching, um, I share an awareness of, of your heart. And when you feel like, you know, you're lost or you don't know what to do, just look down, look down at your heart and ask it, Hey, are you okay? (laughs) Right? Like, and it's okay to, to, to talk to your body and and to to figure out what's what's going on and, and it'll tell you in its own way. Um, And so, I like that, in- and
1: for every person finding that that works for them. I have come to recognize I'm a writer processor. I, I like to write, so sometimes I you know sit with a pen and a blank piece of paper and just let it all all flow out. A lot of that stuff nobody sees, but that which they do see uh, is is really good. But you know sometimes I shred it, sometimes I put it in a file somewhere. But just for me, that act of getting it out on paper is really key as well.
0: Nice, so. What other routines do you have? Do you have a, a morning routine that helps start your day or, or other routines that help you in your practice?
1: You know, this is a wonderful question right now. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be launching this, I'm, I'm guessing, in September. And it's, it's kind of that back-to-school thing. So right now, I think a lot of us have different routines because we've been living in this <laughs> pandemic experience. And let's be real, I don't think that changes on September 5th or 6th. Uh, but it might. Uh, you know, for me, I love, you know, a nice cup of coffee, a little TV show in the morning. Um, all, all of that is just, just again to be fully, fully present. You know, I get to my desk. I'm, I, I gotta clean my desk off, and I, I'm, uh, you know, the, the to do list goes on this side, and then you know, I work it across my desk, and then it's done on this side. So it's kind of, kind of funny, but that, is, that's probably about as much of a routine as I, as I have.
0: Nice. But that works, right? I mean, everybody can have a different routine. There there is no one set way necessarily. So let's take a a little sidetrack. I noticed that you had an opportunity and got to go 150 miles an hour. So you want to share about that experience?
1: You know, it's so funny. I've been looking back at at things on on various social media and and frames. And it's funny to think gosh, that, that experience, I think, was probably... 10 or 11 years now, gosh, that's crazy um, yeah, I was speaking to an organization and as our team building event, we went to the, uh, NASCAR track in Las Vegas and I got to, to strap into to one of the cars and ride around on the NASCAR track. And that was actually a really fun team building experience. So you get to see who's really into it, who's not so into it, uh, you know, how, how the whole thing plays, but, um, uh, those are, those are the life experiences, whether it's the NASCAR track for you or, you know, stand up paddle boarding or baking something new that, you know, know, give you the opportunity to get out of out of your normal and and have fun.
0: Yeah, my uh, my wife got to go 150 miles an hour at Texas Motor Speedway, um, and then they ran us ran us off the track. So I've I've had a coupon for two years now to to go take my turn. <laughs> Still wow. haven't gotten back to a track that's had it available. Obviously, we've had a year and a half in between of weirdness, but um yeah so i still look forward to my chance to go 150 miles an hour (laughs) it's
1: it's it's really fun if you love that stuff it's it's super fun
0: yeah i i'm definitely looking forward to it so what else do you like to do in your free time
1: you know i feel so fortunate and i and i would wish this for all of my my coaching clients is really, you know, I do what I love and I love what I do. So I always feel a little weird about this question. What do you do in your free time? Well, I don't really have free time, but I do have free time because I'm mindful, but I'm just so present in what I do. And I love it so much, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, i travel is great and, and I've, I've have had the privilege of being you know to Costa Rica and certainly Mexico and Canada. and we spoke in South Africa before the pandemic. So you know, travel, but as it relates to connecting to authentic people and experiences is great uh, and nothing better than a really great glass of wine uh, my fiance and I enjoy cooking. So, you know, gr- grabbing a, a, an ingredient maybe we haven't cooked for cooked within a long time and making something, something new out of it. But I, I think that you'll see, if you look at all those things that there, there's a theme of just, you know, being fully present with that person, that place, that thing, or that experience is really key. I, I find my own stress free success. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's terrific. Yeah. All of those things are, are a lot of fun and, and, Obviously, the, the best way to experience life is in the present, right? Being in the moment that, that you're experiencing. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noel L. Peterson. Available on Amazon. Or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R 2 dream.com. That's empower number two dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. What uh, h- how valuable has connection been for you? And obviously being present in each of those connections. Um, and you and I just just hit upon a, a mutual connection that I met through networking, I assume that that you've met through. <laughs> Through associations as well, and uh, so much of our business can be built on those connections. Um,
1: uh, you know, we we have we have to we have to clue the listener the listeners in. So we we connected on Facebook. We've been friends for a while. We agreed to this interview, and and somehow I must have said, you know, how do we know people? How do we know each other? And and Robert said, do you know Shona? Shona, and I'm like. My dentist. We're connected by my dentist. I mean, we all you know, we hopefully all go to the dentist, but it's not a place we go all the time. You know, I mean, twice a year, I see my dentist and that that's that's how we were connected. And I I think that serendipity of, of the alignment, whether it happens like us, even more randomly wonderfully aligned is we're actually both scheduled to go to the dentist on the exact same day now we could not make this up if robert and i tried to schedule that there is no way that we could have but i think being open to that alignment of who your next customer is where that person may come from is is a lesson in all of this and we don't know that Robert and I will be directly doing business together, or Shauna, but because we know each other that just does the tenfold, the tenfold, the tenfold, that I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, you know, I don't talk to Shauna and she calls and says, hey, Holly, can can you sell your book to this particular person? Or uh, would you be open to offering a class for this particular person? So there's lots of different ways to look at this um, way of connecting people, but it all, again, goes back to being authentic and genuine.
0: Absolutely. I think, um, what well, you find out right away in networking and in business, you know, which people are just doing it to get a sale and which people really authentically want to connect and want to learn, you know, more about you and want to, you know, be involved in your life. And uh, and then, of course, your life experience plays that out, you know, either through social media contact or through, you know, relational contacts. My wife just had a, a terrible medical tragedy and and it's the it's the real connections that have come come around us and said oh how can we help how can we pray for you how can we support you and and uh, a lot of those are our business connections that we've made and um, i'm a i'm a solid believer in, in burn no bridges but i i want to be a bridge builder <laughs> you know not not just not burn bridges i want to actually build bridges and and build more and more you know make real authentic connections and, and learn more about people's stories and be able to share those stories.
1: Well, Robert, first of all, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your, your wife and, and certainly sending ease, easeful thoughts and and healing to both of you. And I'm going to, I'm going to take what you said there and I'm going to twist it a little, which I'm known to do, (laughs)
0: which
1: is, is also as, as entrepreneurs being willing to say no. And it's funny even to hear me saying that because this is a a learning edge for me, but I'm sure all of us in the pandemic have this, you know, list of customers or, you know, list of friends that are, you know, maybe has swollen up to a thousand names or 10,000 names, whatever the number is for you. And, And I think this is also a really awesome opportunity if we choose to, to also, I say, bless and release people that maybe they're not, they're, they don't live where you live. They can't purchase the thing that you sell. They're not They're not interested in your particular service. And sometimes that's a hard thing to say, but right now we've had people that have, for whatever reason, not re-entered our lives post pandemic. And we've had some that have. And, and as an entrepreneur, being willing to accept that without the judgment of, oh, Pam must not like me anymore because I haven't heard from her. You know, I, I have a social media theory that I call it "bless block and bye bye." You know, if you, if you, I, I mean, Robert, I honestly, I don't know how how we got this scheduled today because I do tend to have a creepy guy thing, and if creepy guys come on my Facebook, I bless block and bye bye them. I let them go, and clear, clearly, that wasn't the case here. But I, all of us as entrepreneurs, we have to have that ability to 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 let go of people that that don't need to be in our businesses and and call in those that do. And I'm I'm so glad that. Uh, we were able to connect in this way.
0: Yeah, I think uh, one of the, I, I work a lot around story and helping people, you know, look at their story and change their st- change how they tell their story to themselves, and then planning their future story. But changing your story includes changing the characters, and and that definitely includes the willingness to to not necessarily eliminate because sometimes they're family, but but limit the the influence that some people have in your life, and certainly. I like the the blessing release um, is a much nicer way of, of saying, you know, I have to cut you out of my life because because <laughs> you're too negative or you're you're just not in alignment with with where I'm going. And so um, we all have definitely made those decisions. And I and I think they get easier as you start to figure out that person was like a boat anchor <laughs> holding me back. And now that I've cut that off, it's like, woo look at me go. Right, <laughs> and so and, like and being willing
1: to let people circle back. Sometimes they circle back in a different place, and you circle back in a different place, and and it can be a thing. But uh, good, good entrepreneurial tip there. You know, another one that that just kind of came into into my thought process is um, reentry anxiety, and we're we'll be hearing on the news so much about workers going back to reentry anxiety, and you know, I think your show is a great opportunity to also. Unpack and explore that idea of entrepreneurial <laughs> re-entry anxiety and uh, really give yourself some pause for how you're wording that. I, I'm working with a coaching client right now and they, they were messaging me, Oh, I'm so worried, I'm so worried about going back, because they'll go back the day after Labor Day, like many people will. Uh, you know, and her word was worried, worried, worried. I'm like, well, how what would you have to do? to move move from worried to wonderful so i'll just again i'll plant that little seed for it for your your listeners to think about as an entrepreneur if you're worried about going back what are those things you need to do to bring yourself back to that place of wonder and wonderful Uh, because there's so much our world needs right now that we are all uniquely here to be to do to have and to share
0: oh absolutely well i uh i'm intimately familiar with re-entry anxiety having lived Overseas for ten years, and then returned to the United States with my family, and and uh, took many programs and to to handle our reentry as a family, um, and and hadn't tied it back to folks having to return back to work and um, return back to their workplace, and so that's a really a, a new way to think about you know the things that are happening right now in for a lot of people and a lot of businesses, and so. Thank you for sharing that and giving people permission to to say, who, you know, I am worried about that, but I like the the transition. How how can that be wonderful? Right. How can it be a positive thing? Um, I, I'm a big advocate of, you know, if you're concerned about the world, you're concerned about the situation. It starts with you. And so what are you going to do? What are you going to do to make a difference? What are you going to do to to change the thing that's supposedly bugging you? <laughs> Or are you just gonna complain about it on Facebook?
1: One of my favorite singer-songwriters is a woman by the name of Jana Stanfield, and she has a song, I cannot do all the good that the world needs, but the world needs all the good I can do. Cool. And I think it's just a simple, profound lyric that really speaks to me as an entrepreneur, and I, and I trust that it will inspire your your audience as you re-enter and and give your good to the world.
0: Absolutely, that's that's fantastic. So, how have how have mentors been valuable on your journey?
1: Oh, I wouldn't be where I was without without mentors. And I I, and I think this is another place to really look at redefining in in your life. What uh, sometimes mentor is a word that means long term commitment and oh, we've mentored for years and lunches and calls and whatever. And I know that I've certainly had those, love those, couldn't do my work without it. But again, right now pandemic, post-pandemic life, um, is this time to have mini or micro mentors and give that as well. That right now, I just, like I said, I mentioned that I founded the American Mindfulness Association and I had many micro mentors from legal team to documentation team to tax accounting team, you know, and and all of those folks mentored me in some way through this path and will continue to do so.
0: Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So... Tell me a little bit about your niche. What what is it that? Who is your ideal client, and 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 how do you most enjoy serving them?
1: You know, my ideal client is, of course, you know, a stressed out entrepreneur or executive that says, you know, I don't, life doesn't have to be this way, <laughs> or or would like to say life doesn't have to be this way, and then serving them can show up as a. A keynote, a keynote speech. I'm still doing in-person, you know, virtual and hybrid online events um, in a variety of industries from hospitality to real estate to financial services, um, healthcare, medical. Uh, it might be uh, offering a course. I'm starting a fall class this year. I'm doing a five-part class. People can do online through Zoom. That's a great, great conversation for me. Um, and then, of course, you know, purchasing the books. The books are always available online. Um, and then, of course, executive coaching. So I would really, you know, try to help stressed out leaders uh, live a life they love and love the life that they live.
0: That's terrific. Um, so you mentioned, obviously, the value of, of mindfulness and, and being in the present. Um, how important is character in coaching conversations?
1: Wow. I guess that's one of those things that I sort of is just so embedded in the people that I work with. I haven't thought about that so much. Um, how how do you address that one? I, I how, in your
0: work. Well, I just think it's a, a, a potentially a place for growth, right? Obviously, entrepreneurs need to have you know a high level of character. Um, or certainly be a growing level of character in in their decision making, and obviously, for in my case, it's you know, do they align with me morally and ethically? Um, you know, obviously that for some that might be a place where we choose not to work together. But <laughs> I think um, business today can be so so tempting to to cut corners or to uh, take shortcuts for you know for the bigger gain i guess short term thinking versus you know short term decision making versus long term you know legacy and and that's probably more a corporate model than than entrepreneurship um, in most cases i just think um, character is so important and i and i i assume maybe like you that most of the people that have gotten to this point have already established their character and 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 have you know have a good decision making um grounding, right? They're making their choices right or wrong based, you know, based on a a good moral grounding.
1: You know, I'm, I'm going to have to sit with this question a a little bit because I, I, I do feel very fortunate that my background lends itself to diversity of thought, diversity of, of background decision-making and I actually am always grateful and welcome people you might say of different character into my life not that I have to agree with them or disagree with them but that that we can get to a place of respecting one another and and from that comes character so for me character isn't necessarily defined as you you believe what I believe and vote the way that I vote or I'm not working with you or whatever. And I know in a world right now that's sort of whipped up around all that, that the way I look at it is very weird. I get that. People say that to me all the time, but I really do think that people can have a different opinion than me and still be of
0: good character. Oh, no, absolutely. No, mine's more in alignment with something like James Allen, As a Man Thinketh and the idea that, um, you know, your thought life dictates... Your conditions and circumstances, and so more more along the character lines of of victim victim mentality versus you know I'm responsible, um, and so certainly yeah political viewpoints religious viewpoints diversity obviously yes I I I love our diversity I love I love other cultures I've been all over the world and and uh, and and I think I we need to embrace the lessons we can learn from. From other cultures and other experiences, and so, yeah, didn't did, didn't mean for it to come across that way, but more of the idea of the, the levels of development, you know, victim and runaway idea, like you know, um, the world is against me versus versus I'm responsible for you know the things that are happening in my life.
1: Yeah, it's. I think these issues are what makes being an entrepreneur right now. Simultaneously, scary and exciting at the exact same time. Nice. because we we are consistently in this flex and this flow of uh, local, state, national, international, human family evolution, and we we have to be willing. I. I uh, one of my my favorite authors is Ernest Holmes how can you stand for something and against nothing
0: yeah that's really good
1: and and that i'm not i'm i'm saying that's a practice excuse me how can i stand for something and against nothing that this is this is at my core what what's best for me in my life but i'm not going to be against you either and 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 ask that same same in return
0: that's pretty powerful <laughs> yeah absolutely so so what inspires holly
1: you know i i'm I, i'm gonna say this in a funny way you know the older i get the more it it really does it does come back to you know live the life you love and love the life you live and i um, I lost a dear, dear girlfriend um, a few months ago to cancer, who was a couple of years younger than me, and I, I've lost another friend a handful of years ago. Uh, and I think when that happens, it really does invite you to to live your life from a more in spirit place, whatever that spirit is is for you. You know, some call it God, some call it a mountaintop, some call it Yahweh, whatever whatever that is. And so that that zest for what what is that spirit wanting to be and do through me is, is inspiring, and that's what you'll find in all of all of my books and my keynotes. That every keynote that I you mentioned the one I, I delivered last uh, the other day was, um, rebuild tools for turbulent times. That that talk came through me as me. It wasn't it wasn't mine, you know. I said, then what does the world need now? And I start playing with the words and the concepts and the games and the interactive activities. and, And that gets me inspired. And then to go deliver that and see the audience engaged in that experience and having them having the learnings that they can then walk away with and and grow their companies. With that group was actually a group of of entrepreneurs. And we we took a Jenga game and I put different blocks in of, you know, business things and spiritual things and energetic things and emotional things. And I told my story about, you know, my tower fell down <laughs> and perhaps your your tower has fallen down too. And they utilized the blocks and started looking at their finances or their operations or their HR and built, rebuilt the tower in new ways as, as a result of that, both figuratively and literally.
0: I like that. Um, I, I'm definitely a firm believer that, that our faith, faith in, in whatever is, is definitely aligned. needs to be aligned in our business. They can't, it can't be separate. It can't be business and money, especially are, are very spiritual things. And so I, I really like you sharing that, you know, that came through you from, from the universe, from God, um, whatever. That's, that's just a terrific way to recognize, um, our connection, right? <laughs> to to everything. We're we're all interconnected through through faith if if we allow it. And so so that's so powerful.
1: Yeah. And I think this is this is hopefully a, a time of transition for you know our generation and the generations behind us that, you know, how can we know good? but by any name and and honor that for some people that, that's gonna show up in one book under one name, under one experience, and, and for others it may may not, but we're all still committed to that same thing of being good humans, doing good human work in the world.
0: Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be religion. It doesn't have to be we just make a choice to be good people and do good things. How about how powerful is that gonna be? <sighs>
1: Absolutely, well, I'm so glad we had a chance to to connect on this this day and explore a little bit about mindfulness for for entrepreneurs and really that you know the more we can be fully present uh, with one another, the more we can give give our gifts to the world
0: absolutely. so one last question, I end every call with your chance to to share Holly's words of wisdom to to an entrepreneur that's that might be struggling or or might be uh you know looking, looking to you for advice.
1: Wow. I feel like I just did a half an hour of words of wisdom. <laughs> wow. Like what? Um, I, I, I'll go with one because we, we met on Facebook. We were talking about that, that earlier today. And uh, it, it was a little meme that came up that I did a couple years ago. And it says, if you're wishy-washy with the universe, the universe will be wishy-washy with you. And, and in that, the lesson I, I believe for for entrepreneurs is, don't. You know who you are. You know what you what you're here to do. You know you don't you don't have to to water it down. You don't have to to throw it in the laundry and, and make it cleaner or better. You know, build it. You know, build it the best you can and 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 throw it out there, um, and and let the universe let let good. Um, continue to refine it and, and grow it.
0: That's so terrific. Thank you, Holly, so much for being willing to jump on today and, and just have this great conversation. I know that that I learned a bunch and, and appreciate your wisdom. So thank you.
1: My pleasure. If people want to know more, you can certainly check out my website, hollyduckworth.com or uh, friend me on LinkedIn because all my business contacts generally go over there and uh, lots of good articles and information on living your best life through mindfulness.
0: Nice. Thank you. And the links will be on the, on the podcast description as well. So thank you again. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's A-D-D value mindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. mindset.com. In our next episode, Rob Angel and Robert talk about the story of the creative process of creating the iconic board game Pictionary. He also shares his personal journey of growth and success.